Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Passano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Wednesday night segment of The Outer Realm. We're broadcasting live right here in the United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 FM from New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee, who have literally been a part of our journey since day one. So thank you, Folgers. We appreciate you so very much. Also, big thank you um, to Justin Snicker, Dr. Snick, a.k.a. the Sonic Surgeon, uh, for his sponsorship of his time and his voice and his music for our intro and outro. He's an award-winning composer of Halloween, horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music, which, hey, it is a time of year, people. Go check him out. He can be found anywhere that good music is available. Also, big thank you for all of our artwork. Anything you see art-related, this is a courtesy of Mr. Steve McGinnis, an amazing artist. So check him out on social media. It's awesome stuff. Tonight, we welcome back for the third time, Wes G. Roberts. And tonight, he's going to be talking about Aleister Crowley and um, all of his, his, oh God, his controversies and his knowledge and um, just fascinating. I think often misunderstood, but fascinating nonetheless um so in order to participate in tonight's show guys we are let's start with the youtube which is of course the outer realm ufo gods and extraterrestrials ufo paranormal radio and then we're going to head over to uh, Facebook, News on the Flip Side, UFO Paranormal Radio and United Public Radio, Joe Montaldo, UFO Undercover, Canada's Most Haunted, and of course, The Outer Realms, you know, and I see people chiming in, Tamara, Wayne, Mike, Sackman, hello, 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 <laughs> so, wow, hello, 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 it sounds like that, uh, hey. where's House of Frankenstein, the Australian yes. house emu, <laughs> yes. like, I know, I'm, I'm all right, I love them. <laughs> Oh no! There's a little puppy crying here. Puppy, he's 14 years old. Uh, okay, how's that, buddy? Yes, how's that, that man. It is most definitely going to be an interesting discussion, and yeah. we'll see how much you know Wes actually wants to talk about. But he's knowledgeable for a reason, and I guess you know it's not my place to say. So we're going to leave it right there. Hi, the Philip. Oh, hello, Philip. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I just want to give a quick shout out to Dr. Snake and say happy birthday, Dr. Snake. Happy birthday. I know, yes. I, know, I, I know. saw him on Instagram and I'm like, wow. So like, it's a really good time to check out his music, I guys. Know. I Got know. A lot of stuff posted. He is awesome. Philip Adrian Booth, what is going on with you? You're always working. I know. You're here. Oh, hello. hello. <laughs> How yeah. come you're not working? He's <laughs> always working. Fun. Well, it's late now. Yeah, that's yeah. only nine o'clock Eastern here. But same for him. Yeah, so they go <coughs> on a Wednesday. So we're just waiting for um, 
Wes to pop in. And uh, yeah, Aleister Crowley. A lot of people really dig Aleister Crowley. Like I said, I personally think he's a pretty misunderstood. Um, but to be titled the most evil man in the world has to do be. Do you really right. think what he's the most evil man in the world? I would no. I would pick a serial killer over him. I know. Um, <laughs> I, I think know, it's I a bit much. I, I, I yeah. think they need to. I think you should got to be careful with your words too. Thank sure. you, Zach. We had a great Thanksgiving weekend. It was beautiful. It was nice. Busy. Yeah. I was congested AF the whole time, but yeah. <laughs> I missed a beautiful <laughs> wedding on Sunday because I was so mm -hmm. sick. Um, yes. Yeah, I really, oh, my girls. But anyways, um, yeah, I think, I think it's terrible to say yeah. that without merit. I think Hollywood's really amped up who he Mm -hmm. he was and mm -hmm. i mean yeah is there's is a little strange yeah <laughs> i know but to say he was the most they really said that about him yeah they they did and it's funny because a friend of mine is friends with um a direct descendant of um alistair crowley very gifted herself in occult knowledge and uh just her abilities just really really yeah. you know and quiet yeah shy and so see, it just, see, and it's that's kind what of i find most of them are are <clears throat> introverted um mm -hmm. do you think right. that maybe it's a label that came with the times i think so he wasn't well accepted in his own time in fact <laughs> he didn't become really notorious until he died yeah uh -huh. so that's Zachman's comment go ahead between yeah. joseph stalin and of hitler and alistair crowley crowley's at the bottom of my list for most evil men, I guess you can put people ahead of him in this one in this list too, like Jeff Dahmer and Ted Bundy and Richard Manson. I would think he had quite the uh, yeah evil in him when you can when you can delegate murders and keep your hands clean. That's pretty that's pretty evil in right. my opinion. But we'll learn more about him as it soon is. as Wes gets here. Gonna yeah, do it right now. Bam! There he is. Hi, Wes. How are Hello. you? Hello. Hello. Nice to see you. you. Nice you to too. see you. Tell us he wasn't the most evil man in the world. <laughs> I was saying he was misunderstood. That's just so wrong on so many levels when I you do. have all those serial killers out there and you put him I in know. that pile. It's just so wrong. I'm like, you're Agreed. just misunderstood. Um, I'm not hearing you quite well, so I'm going to try oh, and shift you to just, this. Okay. Uh, so just give me a moment. I'll Absolutely. go to my settings and try and get on this. Absolutely. StreamYard has a habit of doing that. You're all set up and then you go into StreamYard and all of a sudden you have no sound. Every time. Yeah, it never fails. I have to do it every, I have to come on earlier than normal mm. because I have to go through all my settings again, even though I did them during the day. Hmm. I will just like try that. until I actually hear you. <laughs> oh, you can hear us. No problem. I hear you through my speakers, but not right. through my headset. Oh, did you get it? Got it. Yeah, it's just, just your settings. Your settings. Sometimes you have to redo it there. It's just crazy. StreamYard's so much fun. Oh, I know. It's fun. Yes. I, you know, I teach this stuff and I have so many problems with tech. I've taught it for decades. Mm -hmm. And my yeah. problems are always big and bold. Never right. bored. <laughs> right? Nice and annoying. Big, bold in your face. Yeah. You can't figure this out. I love it. Hi, Samantha. My, it. <laughs> my energy tends to destroy um technology Mine I, I go through every, yeah i go through see i can't even get too close to the mic i go through ask michelle toaster oven stupid things 
Um, <laughs> anything that does I get in. a message. I lost another toaster oven. It's like, oh, that's All a crazy night. one. She's like, wait yeah. a second. Have you even had that one six months? I'm like, no. And they're pricey. It's like, they stop are. up already. But um, it's small things. <laughs> Cell phones, um, remote controls. I've broken those. Just by being next to them. I, I hear you entirely, Amelia. I have my yeah. days when I might as well not touch anything because I can get to an inch away from my phone and I don't even have to tap it. Right. Just sort of boom. And it's like, Oh, okay. teach me how to do that. Can I do that to people? Sure. <laughs> sure we can. <laughs> it's a karma thing though. We got to watch. Well, <laughs> Sometimes people. that mindset gets ahead and you're like, oops. I know, I know, I know, I know. Should not have done that I one. <laughs> but I'm allowed to reverse. That's right. Yeah, exactly. that's that's yeah. okay, right? It's just not a karmic price. No, no. I wouldn't do anything to fine. my advantage. I just like to send it back. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing well, it for years. I, I'm fine. <laughs> well, well, me me too. Fair, you know, I've learned yeah. to accept the fact that anything you send out there is uh, not gonna go out or come back in exactly the way you envisioned it. Mm, true. This is what I have learned. Right. Yeah. True. True. Well, you know, tonight though we're we're going to be getting really into some some good things. People have been asking about Alistair Crowley for quite some time, um, you know, talking about it on the show. So when you and I chatted after the last show, I thought, oh, this would be good. This would be good. Especially but I, spooky month. Yeah, and I didn't want to say too much because you know that's that's your story to tell and. And um, I always say people who are really knowledgeable about something are knowledgeable for a reason. And, um, but that's, again, that's up to, you know, um, the guests, to what they, what they want to actually talk about and, you know, how much they mm -hmm. want to talk about. So as always, we're going to just, uh, you know, put you on the stage and let you take it any way you want. We'll jump in and if you know if you figure out the screen sharing, if you want to do that, you can do that. And it's all good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. I can't wait. There you go. So if you see me doing this, I have multiple monitors. It's okay. I'm not being rude, honest. Okay. They're not you can't be rude. You're Canadian. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Exactly. We, we 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 travel people love us <laughs> it's true yeah it's we true. gotta hang out more often this is what i can say i yeah. know i agree i agree <laughs> all right fun. so i'm also so. messing with stuff here so oh steve white alistair crowley's house looks amazing right now boleskine house yeah it does they got it. a new roof on it they're excavating and doing all kinds which that's one, the one that's in than, i was gonna say which yeah, one Alice because yeah Oh, right. Isle of Sky. Wow. I know it's Bull beautiful. Sky. I love it. It's oh, gorgeous. I love the Isle of it's beautiful. You could yeah. just pitch a tent there and live. It's just oh my I gosh. It's, it's just always so windy up there. Hi, Janie. I go looking while my hair is down. <laughs> <laughs> Flat straight. It's always windy up that's there. That's why that's why everybody braids their hair there. Now you know. Oh, not me. Yeah, Everywhere. they all braid their hair because they know they're going to go out there. And it's like, yeah, no. Nah. I know. My son's just looking at me going, I'm like, I know. <laughs> I don't, don't be embarrassed. I know. <laughs> You'll get over it. I promise. <laughs> and you don't wear hats, do you, Michelle? No, I don't wear hats. Oh, I, yeah. It'd be gone. Be I'm styling. Ocean. I'm ready for out of the sky. I wear I mean, hats. I braid my hair. Come on. Winds. 
big wins okay <laughs> if you weren't holding on to something you'd be off the coast i was right? just gonna say the fear would be me flying off it would, would be it but <laughs> anyway for, yeah you don't laugh. want too big that you could have that umbrella effect <laughs> don't laugh it happened in niagara falls a young lady uh, was visiting from china she put up a parasol on a windy day over the oh, no. over, the, over falls. the falls and yeah. that was that was the end yeah you know so you don't remember that it was in the, the news umbrella. yeah she didn't well she didn't i think at go. that point she was she was, she was just about this big little thin thing and she was taken like oh, immediately and that was it that's why we don't so. let my daughter close to the edge no she's blown in my breezeway at my house i've had to grab her <laughs> yeah. she's 25 it's really I'm, like, bad grabbed her. Really bad. <laughs> so let's get the show on the road where do you want to start wes well, so I, I have a, a list of items then tons of detail. When you're talking about Crowley, yeah. um, there's no shortage of detail. Right. Um, just we could spend show after show after show. So what I've done is um, put together a bunch of facts and some stuff that uh, he's done that I think have contributed to our world, our magical right. world. And uh, so may, five or so major statements of his that uh, have certainly impacted me. And mm. they've impacted a lot of people from, uh, from Wicca uh, mm. to the Church of Satan to beyond. Um, so he has affected uh, so many people in so many different ways. And there were mm -hmm. influences at the time he was born. And around the time he was uh, growing up in his formative years, and that, if I get a chance, I'll talk about the influences. Yeah, you know, absolutely. one of them was spiritualism. Yeah, yeah. The growth of spiritualism was in his heyday as well, and it, and it took off in the United States and uh, mm -hmm. went to Britain and on it went. And, mm -hmm. and this is something that interests me to no end, spiritualism. Right. So his key movements, his uh, magical and societal influences, um, some key dates. I don't want this to be like... Uh, you know, a blow by blow, because you could go every year from his year of birth to when he died. Right. You know, you oh, could go wow. from 1875 to mm -hmm. when he died, which was 1947. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, today is his birthday. Ooh, <gasps> talk wow. about kismic. Right. I know. Isn't that weird? Today is his birthday. Is wow. that why you took the date? No, we didn't, you didn't even think, think about, about it. it. Time. No. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Really, you really happen. do need to hang out. Yeah. So, yeah. October 12, 1875. And so uh, in England. And so he, he oh, died in Hastings. Please yes. don't come forward. I can't do that right now. Because <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> okay. So if Harry Houdini won't come forward, I don't know that Crowley will. Harry Houdini, you know, you know really? the, 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 the wannabe who debunker of everything. <laughs> no, I know. I'm not. I, this is yeah. not glowing admiration, but yes. every Halloween yeah. they try and bring him back. Somebody goes somewhere. You know I what? Know, I really true. believe that that Houdini's just lived and lived and lived. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I don't believe that's a soul that would just stay on the other side. I believe that in, that inquisitive mind would come back because he's still learning. So if you believe in reincarnation, I would mm -hmm. say that he is a perfect candidate for it. Now he's got a point to make. He does have <laughs> a point to make, and, and it killed him. I would totally agree with you. Uh, folks like Cam and maybe the three of us and maybe a million others watching um, mm -hmm. have, have stuff that they're going to continue to work on in the afterlife when they cross the Rainbow Bridge. Uh, their influence is going to be felt. Sometimes it's in us. 
if we had a close friend, which I, I had a close friend who was a magician, treated me like a brother. He said, mm. you know, when I go, I want to make sure yes. some of what I am is in you. Right. right. Like Zach's disco will come back before Harry Houdini does. Well, well, not in my I lifetime for either of those two. Thank you. But <laughs> I was at a seance years ago for Houdini. It never happened. But uh, Nothing anyway. at all. Do you think that maybe Wes, it's just the people at the table, maybe he's a little particular about who he wants to speak to or, or maybe, maybe he's, he's just moved on? Yeah. yeah. I'm wondering because, Neely, he's such a big debunker, right, as we all know. He, and he got that way, as most of us know, I think, because of his the death of his mom, and he was mm -hmm. unable to raise his mom. Uh, right. And so he went on a trail, man, and he was taking down people left, right, and center. Right in Lilydale, upstate New York, not all that far away. He was no. he frequented it there, trying to debunk them. Yeah, the funny thing is, because he was a stage magician, he mm -hmm. was able to replicate stuff that went on in seances. Oh, but yeah. that's no surprise. I know. No. It's true. No. It's true. Yeah. Magic just means reveal. Good so. argument. You did have a yeah. good argument for it. But it, it didn't mean that those things were not real. It, it right. meant that he could replicate them. That is all. That's, that's all. That's a good that's statement. Right. That's a solid statement mm -hmm. and observation. It's true. It just means he could replicate it. It didn't debunk anything. I hate that word too, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, I take it personal sometimes because, you know, I'm the mm -hmm. object of it sometimes. So. Sure. No, of I know. Of course. But that's, that's the, the field on average, you know. Mm -hmm. So back to Alistair. Okay. Where do you want to take it? Alistair. Wherever you want to take it, we'll start. Okay, we'll so jump, I'm going we'll to jump, jump around a bit, and I'd yes. love for you to jump in whenever okay. you need to or want to. Thank you. Yes. Um, so he was an occultist, a writer, mm. a poet, a professional chess player, mm -hmm. a mountaineer. Mm. This is all nice. history. Uh, yes. And he was a magus. He brought forth a word, which mm -hmm. was the lima, or will. Mm -hmm. and, and so only a magus, uh, a person becoming a fifth degree, can bring forth a, a new word to the world and perhaps change the world by doing it. Because once they release it, it's mm -hmm. out there and it's in other people's hands. Right. So right. what they do with the magical word, the, the magus or maga mm -hmm. always hopes that they'll adopt it, mm -hmm. use it, and feedback, give feedback to them so they can say, oh, because I'm so confined in this world I created, mm. I didn't know you could do this. Mm -hmm. So this is what Crowley gifted to the world in 1904, this mm -hmm. magical word. So a whole bunch of stuff about him. Um, his original name was Edward. Uh, his dad's name, he didn't like it. So he changed it to Alistair at a certain point. When he went to Cambridge, mostly he adopted at Cambridge University. So people mm -hmm. tend to think, well, he was just an occultist, just a mystic. No, he was a very educated man, wasn't he? Huge, huge. Yeah. Whatever he applied himself to, I think. Yes. He would have to be to be that inquisitive and dig that deep. And my gosh, the folks he hung out with, this is what got him branded as the wickedest man in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the press. He didn't call himself that. Right, of course. Yeah, so the folks he hung with, all sorts of folks, and his counterculture that he really started long before the 1960s, uh, drug taking, bisexualism, you name it, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, S&M, just you name it, mm -hmm. drug taking, he was into all of it. He did all of it, and he used it in conjunction with his magic. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say it's a bad idea 
uh, because I think magic can open up gateways and doors without drugs, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's just me. No, sure. We I talked agree. about that on the last show, I think, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of dangerous. Right. Uh, uh, but up to you and, and how you feel about that. So he was heavily influenced as the years went by. Uh, there's Arthur Edward Waite, who created a tarot deck or a tarot deck. Mm -hmm. that most of us know it's the Rider deck. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I um, I don't know how well this will show. We can that see was it. my first tarot deck. It's upside down, though. <laughs> I was going to say, Dark. there we go. Better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we go. The so that's the weight deck. Okay. Um, maybe one of the most popular decks in the world, actually. Uh, wow. And it was my first deck when I was really young. And I thought, wow, this is really something. Mm -hmm. So Wade was a writer and he was a lot of other things. And he also did this tarot deck. Mm -hmm. And Crowley thought that was pretty interesting. Right. And so right. it affected Crowley to the extent that he joined the Golden Dawn, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn in 1898. He was influenced by Wait. He was influenced by Mathers, uh, McGregor Mathers. He was influenced by Alan Bennett. Mm. Um, so he had all these influences. And mm. around this time, there was so much happening mm -hmm. uh, in the world. So I'm not sure if this was him striking out based on right. uh, what he was reading, what he mm -hmm. heard about, mm -hmm. or, or something else. So was he in England during the, this specific time? Because, um, I mean, spiritualism was huge there and became, you know, I think it was just in its infancy here in, in the West, you know. It was in the 18, late 1800s, um, came to America, basically, or North yes. America with the Fox sisters. That's right. That's and right. then I think Crowley was still in England at this time. Okay. And so it was a very magical melting yeah. pot, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It still yeah. is. Just, yeah, it still is. It just mm -hmm. had everything. And so he experimented with stuff that some of us hear about and maybe some of your listeners, watchers, viewers would not know about, like mm -hmm. um, the the uh, John Dee's work. Right. Okay. Can so we, John can Dee. On that? Yeah. Yeah. Mad lab person had a scry, right. uh, kind of a mirror device. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Scry mirrors. Yeah. 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 Scrying mirrors. I've never scried. I do use mirror magic. Right. Yeah, scrying freaks me out. <laughs> what happens? I don't know. I I think I really believe it's a past life thing. Um, Michelle's got a huge black mirror, and I'm constantly shielding it. <laughs> I know she doesn't <laughs> like it. She just comes over and I'm just like <laughs> I can't. I just can't I with this mirror. Can you move it? But I love it. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's can you move the yeah, mirror? No. I'm like <laughs> yeah. well. I think it's a personal preference thing. I, it, no, it's beautiful. I but find people it beautiful. can do it with crystal balls as well, right? It's just I know, and I got one right behind me, but it's not that. It feels like it's going to pull me in and keep me. That's how I feel when I look at a black mirror. Did you have it made for you, Michelle? No, actually, um, I always say things find me. I have over okay, and not OCD or anything, but I have sure. about one hundred and fifty mirrors. <laughs> I love oh mirrors. Gosh. Not not all up in her house. <laughs> no, no. My our grand staircase is full of just really ornate mirrors. The one at the top just happens to be a black one. How did I yeah. luck out on it? I don't know. I had a friend it's say, gorgeous. "Hey, are it's you gorgeous. interested in this?" I went, "Yes." Yeah. It's stunning. <laughs> of course. Well, I all am. your mirrors are beautiful. That one is just <laughs> exceptional. I just, yeah. as I said, I feel that like that that Hoover feeling that suction of mm. any black mirrors it just i don't know 
Maybe mm-hmm. one day it'll come to me or maybe in a past life regression or something. I really think that mm. it was something, I, yeah, in my life that happened at one time. I um, When I work with people in magic, when I mentor people, um, some of what I do involves mirror work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's divided into two parts. One is looking into a physical mirror. And uh, basically, your image is going to change. It is it seriously going to change. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, Michelle? It changes. Especially in a black mirror. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it changes. Yeah. And, and I yeah. think we're not making mm-hmm. some of this up, quite honestly. No, right. I think no, we're seeing true. some of who and what we are. There's, there's yeah. in the Italian culture about not having mirrors at certain levels and certain locations, not just feng shui, but also the Italian culture. Like, I, ha- mm-hmm. I love mirrors. I have a huge one over my fireplace, but I can't look into it. It's up high and it's facing a wall. I can't look into oh. it. I don't stay <laughs> contrary to popular belief in my house. I do not sit with my face in the mirror for a long time. No. So I don't know. Like I said, I think it's it's just something. I love them. I think they're stunning. And Michelle and some of the most beautiful mirrors I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm well, you, like know, that. You, can, you can take this to the next <laughs> level. A mirror is a prop um, <clears throat> just like like one of the rings I'm wearing and some of the other jewelry I wear and some of the symbols I look at, uh, mm-hmm. they're a step closer to something, mm-hmm. um, but they're not the something. So they're symbolic of the something, right. something in the causal world, right? Yeah. So there's also human mirror magic you can do, which is taking it a step further, which is mm-hmm. finding somebody you trust uh, that will show you uh, either what you're missing or what you could become. Right. Hmm. See, Bubbles, you have to come over and I'll bring the mirror down. I'm going to make you look in it. Yeah. If you start to go in, I'll pull you back out. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I trust her with my life. But go. I just, seriously, I can't even swim in water that I can't see the bottom of. But those reflective surfs, they all freak me out. But That's really it, interesting. Yeah. All the more recent, which I would say to you, please do more mirror work. Yeah, oh, conquer God. it. Conquer it. Like well, spiders. find something there. That's all. I know. Yeah. I know. That's crazy. Maybe. maybe. Okay. So we we will we'll continue on from, from sure. that point then. Okay. And I'm going to try and get a photo of him up. I'm okay, just yeah, doing percent share screen. Was okay. he a stylish man? Uh, at times, very, very, very that stylish. Era, right? Nice. That whole era. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, there we go. Let me just see. If you can see a picture of Alistair Crowley, I'm doing yeah, this. Yeah, we can see it. Here, let me bring him up. Boom. There we are. So that's him in one of his magical poses. I think it's Horace. I could not find the reference to it, but you'll see this photo all over the place. That's mm-hmm. what it looks that's like, yeah. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's Horace. So I, if I've got the pictures up, can I run through some of them? You can do of anything course. you it's like. Show. <laughs> that's right. Okay, okay, thank you. Um, probably my first Crowley book. Okay. Oh, wow. Confessions. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it'll say on the cover how hilarious and bizarre it is. And it's true. Crowley used to exaggerate things, make things up. Um, other people would write about him, like Kenneth Grant, and say, no, he didn't do that. Um, so it's always in a mystery, right? Mm-hmm. So this book fell apart into two parts. The back cover fell off. The front cover is still somewhat So it's well-loved. <laughs> it's well-loved. It's where I learned, I think, at first about Crowley. Right. Um, Right. This I've got with me, and I'm going to pull out one of the cards from his deck. Okay. Uh, wow. 
Okay. You can see how old this is, right? How, oh, when yeah. was that created? When was it published? Uh, 40s, I'm going to say. Wow. Right. And this is during the whole, the whole spiritualism. When you look yeah. at this order, I mean, he had his own order. Wasn't it AA something? Silver Star, you're absolutely this, right. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah, so these guys just sort of became like his diehard following. Oh, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, Lady Lady uh, Frida was one of his followers. He okay. collaborated with her near the end okay. of his life. She did the drawings. Right. Oh, oh wow. wow! Yeah, that would be nice. And Very so, cool. if if you've both seen, or if your viewers have seen the deck up close, it's fabulous. Wow! No, I haven't. I, I, I have haven't seen, seen it. it at all. I don't imagine trying to find an original deck too would be really difficult, right? He's pretty. Anything, anything Crowley is pretty sought after, especially it's original. like trying to get stuff for Ingo Swan, if you know. That. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. You're exactly. Yeah, yeah, collector's items. So this is the book that goes with it, the companion book, mm -hmm. and explains in detail um, the cards. You get a little booklet with the deck, but this mm -hmm. explains in detail. So I used to always have this out with the cards out, and mm -hmm. my deal was never to do readings. Actually, I don't. My partner does readings. Anna, she does mm -hmm. better readings than I could ever do. Uh, right. But I don't do readings. I study the symbols strictly right. yes. on right. every card, all of them. Right. Yeah. And so I got to fall in love to fall in love with the symbols because there's so many layers. Mm -hmm. This is his most famous book, Book of the Law, short version. Wow. Okay. Very skinny little book. Yeah, these right. are real cool things. Eh? I love the Egyptian symbolism again. Mm -hmm. He was heavily influenced by that. And and so yeah. have I been all my life. Right, right. Yeah. The law is for all. There's Regardi in there. You can see mm -hmm. his name. Right. There and this famous book. Mm -hmm. the and so the Master and, Beast would right. be another name for this, but... Um, mm -hmm. This is where Crowley will take you through the one, two, threes, ABCs of magic. Right. Wow. And magic only means to reveal. And it's it spelled is, properly it there. Yeah. Notice how he spells it. I think we, we all okay. three know this, and, and many of your viewers might know it. He changed the spelling on purpose, right? There's different variations of it. There yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Magic with a J as well in the middle. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I yeah, guess I, that reminds me of MJ12 and other stuff that we don't need to get into. But yeah, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is oh, we could always do a part two. We'll just roll with it. See where it takes us. <laughs> so I will unshare, and okay. hopefully we're back. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Very nice. So uh, basically, this was more than just a movement. Like you know, this the heat. Well, Alistair Crowley. I mean, the man was feared, people, but yet mm -hmm. people were curious about him. People tried to, you know, um, I was. I, I hate to use the word coattail, but it's pretty much what it was. Like he was just really brilliant in so many ways. Like mm -hmm. I, I say, I, I truly do say, misunderstood. I think he was a, a sign of the times, and the times weren't ready for him. Mm -mm. Uh, the times got ready for him from maybe the '60s forward. Like yeah, when he wasn't way. around he was to yeah. enjoy it. Who yeah. was the first to do the tarot? I think it was Wait, but um, I think it was Wait. Right. Okay. I may be wrong about that. It could be, it could have predated him, but this is the earliest deck I know of. But now there's, I can certainly say, a couple hundred decks um, out there. 
at least a couple of hundred decks are all different. I've owned so many. Do they, do, have they always come to us a companion book? And, and Generally they come with a little booklet. Um, I can try and show you Wade's booklet if it's still in here. Yeah. I'm just wondering like who was the first to say, Hey, we better hand out this booklet so they understand the meaning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's a very and, small one. Now they're like super thick. Yeah. And there's another booklet with the, the Toth deck is I think how most people pronounce that. Uh, there's mm -hmm. another booklet with that. And then there's an entire okay, book. Thank that. you, so Tamara. I said it was a French parlor game. Tamara, it was initially. Yeah. yeah. And so then why? they got symbol heavy. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Colors, um, elements, shapes. Uh, mm -hmm. other symbols, characters, it got symbol heavy. The card I'm going to show you from the top deck a little bit later yeah. um, is just fantastic, uh, mm -hmm. life-changing card, as most of these are. Most people consider this to be just one of the more beautiful decks. Now yeah, they, they are. On, they've done decks on Giger stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, they've so, done stuff. Oh, it's so loud. Oh, sorry. Bubble. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, no. All of a sudden, it just went. Like, oh, Whoa. maybe a surge. Is it still loud? Yeah, yeah. Well, really I don't have. I didn't change anything. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> just letting I'm, you know. I'm even talking though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Well, it must have moved by itself. Okay. Um, it? While we're so, talking controversial stuff, right? Yeah, maybe something's going. On. Uh, yeah. What What about the symbolism? Um, let's talk about that. Why so much symbolism in these in these decks? He would want to explain, and I think Waite did, and other authors have as well. I have a Black Magic uh, tarot as well, Black right. Tarot. Um, right. People want to explain in multiple ways uh, the influences of a specific card. Right. And a specific card generally starts with a number, unless it's a court card. Mm -hmm. The major secrets, right? Right. The major arcana. So okay. unless it's a court card, like Queen of mm -hmm. Swords or Death, or the fool, unless right. it's one of those. Um, people want to start with the number, then they want to start with one of four basic symbols, mm -hmm. and then embellish those with colors and scenery and arrangement, mm -hmm. like a like a stage. Right, right. So you might you might have the three of swords. So you're going to see three swords. Of course. And yeah. you're going to see a scene. You might see a young girl, and you might see an older man, and you might see nature. Mm -hmm. Then there's specific colors to it. Then you might see the eye of Horus. Mm -hmm. this kind right. of thing so multiple layers of symbols to explain a single concept wow that's it is fascinating because somebody had mm -hmm. to put all that together but Crowley when we go back if we can go back to influences um yeah he had it's believed an extraterrestrial um he was being I guess he, he was an experiencer Right, I guess we could say, because you have UFO background, and yep. you know when they show images of this being, it, it looks like mm -hmm. a gray, and he received a lot of information from this being, and a lot of this was back to I think his Scotland days, wasn't it? His Loch Ness days, Bolskine and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the being was called Awas, right, and Awas dictated to him the Book of the Law. Oh, okay, and okay. in my and that was nineteen oh four. Um, he was on to this with his so-called Scarlet Woman. I don't know how far down that rabbit hole we want to go tonight. No, it doesn't matter where you want to go. I know, uh, I know the story. It's a good story. <laughs> so he probably had lots of Scarlet Women. Right. It was not just one. But right. this particular one, Rose, Rose Kelly, helped mm -hmm. him 
helped him develop this connection with Awas, mm -hmm. this entity. And Crowley went into the desert from Cairo and received the Book of the Law. This to me sounds 100% like a download. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. No, it's true. It's true. And I know that I, I've read numerous accounts, you know, while he, this is stuff he had allegedly said when he lived in Loch Ness, how he felt never alone, not just with this being, but the paranormal activity that happened there apparently is one of the reasons that he chose the location because it was just magical, I guess you could say. Sure. You know, so I think I, I can imagine like during that time period, how his creativity, shall we say, would have just peaked because you have all of these beings, you know, coming forth and speaking mm -hmm. to him. So I guess my question is, do you think that, um, I mean, with this type of magic he did, obviously, um, there'd be a lot of conjuring to a degree. I mean, this is, I think, isn't this a way of evolution, I guess, evolving? It is totally all of that. He right. created something new for humankind, right. which was Thelema, Thelemic magic. Yes. And, and um, this all had to do with, um, if we're to look back at this, the single word that was will, I've said it before, will right. with capital W. <clears throat> and I can certainly talk more about will to Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Will is basically going your own way, making decisions for yourself and doing your will, not anyone else's. Well, right, right. Pursuing your destiny in your way. Mm, you're in charge, so, basically. Yeah. So his famous statement, do what thou wilt, shall be the whole of the law. Right. Do what you will. In other right. words, carve right. your own fate and destiny. Mm -hmm. um, so it's so embedded in us today, I would say, that we might mm -hmm. not know that it had such beginnings. Well, you're taught, this you're taught to go against that with with um mainstream religion you know people and again only because I've, I've got friends in every walk of life you know luciferians you know um satanic church which essentially is the direct opposite <laughs> you know of of catholicism but i think you know even with the luciferian mindset it was just no you are your own god you yes you you know do for you which I, you know, it'd be interesting to see how much of like who modeled who on this, because it is very much about not worshiping yourself, but doing for yourself, evolving for yourself. Self-indulgence, yeah, self I guess. Evolution. It's about self-evolution, Michelle. You're right. absolutely right. Yeah. And to evolve the self is a sacred task. Crowley thought it was a combination of the microcosm, mm -hmm. you, and the macrocosm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the two of you were just discussing, all of us were discussing essentially what are called sacred spaces. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Or sacred places. Yeah. So, you know, my partner and I, you can, we make sacred places, even yes. if it's just a cafe. Right. You just do a sort of sign of the opening mm -hmm. and sort of christen that as your sacred space and mm -hmm. the fireworks are going to go off. Right. 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 No, yeah. I like it. I like it. But of course, again, you know, you would probably, he would have, in this day and age, he, I think his, it, 
his, it would have been a lot different experience for him than it was back then. You know, even even like he became very popular after his death, even in the '60s. But that was a whole flower power thing. You know what I mean? Like it I was just, too. Yeah, yeah. So he may have done, you know, may have have been a little more popular then. But I think this would have been his time. I really do because with the age of the computer and the internet and an age of self-knowledge and oh, being yeah. able to self-teach, right? Like, mm -hmm. can you imagine yeah. what he could have done with technology? His research. His reach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. An evangelist of a different kind. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So where do you want to go from here? I know so I should have jumped in and somebody... hijack you there, but. <laughs> no, are you kidding? This is so organic. That's why I love so much being on the show, even when I get Thank scared you. being on the show. So <laughs> we love having you. <laughs> Little or less. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so let me tell you about some of the things that were going on when Crowley was growing up. And if these didn't influence him, I would be surprised. But make your own guesstimates about this, come to your own conclusions. Um, mm -hmm. Alphys Levi. Uh, who translated uh, the Wake Tarot deck, wrote all sorts of books. And that was one of Crowley's sort of mentors and influencers. Mm -hmm. Transcendental Magic, The Science of Spirits, The Great Secret or Occultism Unveiled. Mm -hmm. He had an influence on Crowley around the early 1800s, and that came into the Golden Dawn. So mm -hmm. Levi was considered one of the, one of the uh, parents, if you will, of 20th century magic. Oh. Really? So this is in the early 1800s. In around 1860, um, there's a great Christian revival, the Ulster Revival. Um, mm. And in a short amount of time, uh, there was 100,000 converts. So really? I find, I'm thinking of myself as Crowley at this point in his young life, um, thinking of quite the opposite of what what the uh, what the Ulster revival would have meant to the world, and and that of course spread to the rest of the world in time, fundamentalism, mm -hmm. everything like that. Um, 1850s, 1900s, there's something called the Third Great Awakening, and this mm. basically was religious activism in America okay. and then in Britain. And okay. some of the names you'd know the names: William and Catherine Booth in the United yeah. States. Mm -hmm. This all led to prohibition and you name it. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is some of the stuff Crowley would have been aware of. I do mm -hmm. not have direct evidence to say he hated it, loved it, used it. Uh, but mm -hmm. it was going on in his world. Um, spiritualism, we were talking about this early from the 1800s, mid-1800s. Mm -hmm. um, people offering people solace in their grief. Mm -hmm. Trying to say that we survive physical death. So I've been fascinated with spiritualists my whole life. And mm. there's a temple not too far from me, which I haven't had time to go to more than once. Mm. Most of them are quite lovely and they're quite passionate and dedicated. Mm. And one of, they, they have something called principles. They have an original, I think it was nine principles that they go by. And I wanna read one verbatim because this will tell you what they said. Communication, guidance, and continuous existence of the soul and its personality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's part of the original principle. Yeah. And they live it. They they live it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've both been around and I've been around spiritualists, right? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, well, Lilydale used to be a place where I, I used to like to go just to decompress, I, right. I guess, you know, and be around people of of like mind. It has a whole other feel to it than, than any place I've ever been. But then again, it's said to be the largest spiritual community in the world. People come from all over the world to come here. And I have dear friends that live there. I have dear friends whose families grew up as part of this whole movement in the States. You know, and they're just to know them like as adults. And this is, you know, how they they grew up. They're just mm -hmm. lovely people. They really well, are. Well, I'm hoping like heck to get there in person because it's not far, obviously. It's really not. It's an hour from the border here. Yeah, and so I, I've, I contribute to Lilydale. Um, I've taken some of their online workshops. Yeah. And I, I remember the last one was about a year ago. And I said to my partner, <clears throat> I could feel the energy coming from the monitor. Mm. Oh, yeah. Amazing. It Their is. vibe is fabulous. Well, it mm -hmm. is. I mean, you think about it. Um, Abraham Lincoln would go. His wife would go. They would do seances. They were, you know, they, they were actively involved in this location. A friend of mine actually runs a museum out there. When you go through this museum, you see the history you know, the Fox sisters, everything else, yeah. you know, like all of it is there. And they own, I think, like 300 acres. It's just, it's fabulous. It really is. It's just a, an amazing place. You feel it as soon as you just drive up to it. And when you, you know, when you walk through it, it's all encompassing. It's just really one heck of an experience. Yeah, you know, I take a friend and he's like, I don't feel anything. What's wrong with you? <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. I'm broken. Maybe. Uh, that would not be me. Uh, but, um, yeah, so if I, if I go, I will let you know. Gosh, we could do a whole show on on uh, spiritualism and, and how that works and the effect it has on people. And at times of great crises, like when the Twin Towers went down, mm -hmm. there were people that did soul and spirit retrievals on the spot helping them. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I remember... Um, I went just to the memorial and Michelle said, what did it feel like? I said, it felt like many ascended. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel like there was stuck energy. I, the, I've said it had to be worked on. Yeah. There wasn't that much there. You had a lot of residual. Right. Mm -hmm. I could see but, it. You know, <clears throat> this was something around the world that I mean, any remote viewer, I think, would, mm -hmm. if they had the capability during the time of all of this happening, yeah. that they would have been lending their abilities to move these people on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so many similar skills uh, towards the same ends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And that's partly what tonight's about, too, I think. So. Mm -hmm. So let's get back to spiritualism if we want. So a Crowley, I can't believe it was not influenced by that movement. Then sure. in 1890-ish, 1900, Dion Fortune was born. Okay. And so she founded the Fraternity of the Inner Light. Uh, we might know her as a divination person, a fortune teller, but she was a ceremonial sure. magician. Really? As well. <clears throat> and she influenced the Golden Dawn. Really? Okay. Well, so okay. I'm just saying all this like backdrop to what was going on in the world mm -hmm. when Crowley was going on in the world. Right. <laughs> when Crowley was going, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I have yeah. a lot of Crowley specific dates, which I can get to as well, if you like. Sure. Yeah, whatever you like, whatever you like. I find that um, <clears throat> obviously he inspired a lot of people. And again, I say misunderstood because there are a lot of people 
people. I know his place in Italy, which is in like shambles, essentially. It's just ruins. Um, people go in and find just a lot of, you know, sacrificial things there. And, um, you know, they break into the place and the energy is just like through the roof. So to clarify, um, his type of, of magic and rituals, were they sacrificial? Some of it was. Uh, right. I hate to say it, and I really do. Oh, yeah. Hate to yeah. Say it. yeah. Yeah. Really a sign of the times. Me, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He'd, so fit was... in, he'd fit in well with the Italians in those times back there during the war. Holy cow. Mussolini was scared of him. I, I believe it because they're so they're such a, a Crowley. at the time they were such a superstitious culture. Not so much now, mm. but back then Italy was ruled and run by church. So regardless of politicians, so I could see that yes, you know feeding them very easily. Pardon? I think they ran them out of Italy. They and ran them out went, of Italy. Yeah, Who Alistair Crowley? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. They, when he became too outrageous due to his carnal practices that were in direct opposition right. to society, right. in brief. Right, 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 right. Well, so they tossed him out. They tossed right. Madonna out too, but. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and Sinead yeah. O'Connor, who happened to be Roman Catholic, but got rid of her too. Oh my gosh. But, you oh know. my gosh. Well, don't yeah. forget the war too, right? The mm -hmm. energy being released in the world was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. if Crowley was like today's magicians, he was working with energy. Oh, that's, what I, that's what I was referring to. If he was there, I mean, my dad was born in 1930 and he grew up in the war. My mm -hmm. uncle was taken by the Nazis for three months and held captive. Oh, um, so, God. yeah, there is a lot. It's not just the ancient, mm -hmm. you know, history of all those European countries, but there is a lot of energy in those countries. Yes. There is a lot of tragedy in yes. in Europe and Welsh. So well war will feed yeah. negative energy. Let's Absolutely. face it. That's food. Right. Anybody could have used that. Anybody could have utilized it sure. and Especially if they knew it. what they were doing, right? With energy. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. So and he did. that was some of Crowley's influences too. Did I interrupt you, Michelle? Yeah. I'm just I'm just nodding, going, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just mm -hmm. um Around uh, after Crowley's death, uh, right. an anthropologist, uh, Sir Edward Burnett Taylor, um, uh, came up with something, just to make an aside comment on this whole business, right? Came out right. with, uh, with a book saying that magic was pseudoscience for savages. Oh, take that back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 1870s, yeah. 1870s or so. And then, uh, you know, then we saw after that, the Order of the Golden Dawn, after that, a few years later, Crowley went into the desert, uh, which is a whole magical process. Mm -hmm. um, they call it, and he might have called it this, a grand or a great magical retirement. Hmm. A retirement hmm. does not imply you're, you're retiring. It implies you're getting away from the world to focus. You need to get to isolation. Mm -hmm. So the isolation was him and one other guy, Alan Bennett, I think who went to the desert near Cairo, and that's where he received the Book of the Law. Mm -hmm. To do it in a more civilized place, or a place with a lot of people, or a place with a lot of distractions, wasn't going to happen. Hmm. Right. So they sometimes call it a GMR, a great magical or a grand magical retirement. You can do it for anything as little as a weekend at the cottage, 
two months on end. <clears throat> wow. Wow. Can, can I ask a crazy off question? No. Because it's been, <laughs> I, know, I don't know why you ask. Yeah, I hope so. Exactly. Just jump in. <laughs> it's what we do here. Um, I, because as you're talking, all I can think right after you said Mussolini, did he ever have any connections with the monarchy in England? Um, mm. So there was rumor and some true stuff that he was a loose chain, perhaps to the monarchy, definitely to intelligence, British mm. intelligence. Like MI6. That was proven. Yeah, okay. that kind of thing. I had a feeling when you have that yes, kind of claimed, ability, you will be sought out by the government, right? He claimed he worked as a spy in World mm. War II. And so there's some the guy from the gong show, but do we believe that? I, I don't know. Some others trashed it and some others said absolutely. I think he had enough followers that they would want to cater to those followers that they I would agree want with to. you on that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think That's if you're really point. well known and you have a lot of people following and you want to get information and you want to put information out there, then you do it with a mass following of people. Otherwise, <laughs> What's the point? Crowley would have been like a Kardashian on Twitter right now. Seriously. He would have been more followed. I don't, but... I'm just trying to, I'm trying to pop culture, like reference sure. for people who don't understand or who are younger and don't mm. get it. He would be more popular than, than them on Twitter. And they have some serious followers. Like he would have that kind of influence. Yes. Hmm. One he brain. Thank God she massive, finishes my sentences. But yeah, <laughs> seriously. Of knowledge of several distant, uh, several different systems of magic and study, and spirituality and philosophy. But extraterrestrial connection as well. I mean, and you have, you know, you've got like Milab, right? Who still, mm. who still is interested in people who have extraterrestrial connections and are gifted. So I don't think that would have been any different back then. Do you, do you think we have not. anyone like him in present day? Uh, you had somebody like him uh, in the 60s, Anton LeBay. Of course. Okay, yeah. Um, present day, I, I don't know. Maybe some of the modern day more, that's called a more right-hand path mm -hmm. rather than left-hand path. Philosophers, some of the people mm -hmm. that are on television and so forth, um, preaching good wisdom in some cases, mm -hmm. possibly them. They're very right. charismatic. Evangelists? Not only. Philosophers, yeah. psychologists, psychiatrists yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think Anton got a little too commercial. That was the problem. He got involved with too many celebrities. And then then I don't think he was taken as seriously. Because then, then you become a movement. Mm. <clears throat> you know, I think you become a movement. You know, posing with all the celebrities, this and that. I think it, what it does a little bit, not to the followers, but I think if you're trying to be taken seriously... And you see this imagery, you, you're just like, oh, it's just like another cult. Like, I really think that may have hindered people taking him seriously with his beliefs. He, um, he was, uh, if I'm not mistaken, an ex-cop. He was a circus carny mm -hmm. and a whole bunch of other things. And the Satanic Bible is not his only work. Um, no, I'm not sure not. if you're familiar with The Complete Witch, which, which is really a hoop. It's got right. tons of knowledge in it, actually, that right. would be of value today. Right, right. Oh, no, yeah, he, he wrote, like, what, a few things. But, you know, what, what interests me is before he died, 
there was a video going around. You could probably find it. It was on YouTube. And he was genuinely terrified to die. He acknowledged God. And a lot of his followers went, what? I can't be reading comments. I'm like, it was him on this video. And people would just, some people felt betrayed. Some people started questioning everything. Well, they must they, have, yeah, been like. fear of, this is what I was preaching. This is what I've seen. Now I'm afraid because he knew he was, he was dying, you know. Maybe it's because he saw what was coming. Maybe. It's, it's yeah. possible. He was at a delicate stage as a magus mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, who yeah. uh, uttered the word indulgence, basically, as we sure. know. Sure, like, well. It's all about indulgence and, and mm -hmm. self gratification mm -hmm. and self love. Kind of like Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Well, Crowley, interestingly enough, was I think his last words, and I might be misquoting, so I'm going to slap mm -hmm. myself if I am. Mm -hmm. I am perplexed. Hmm. And why do you think he would have said that? What do you think made him feel that way? Um, my understanding, not so much of his magic, but of the, the fifth degree state of being, let's say. Uh, the Maga or the Magus, the Magi, right. mm -hmm. they are somewhat responsible for their worlds. Okay. They okay. self-create a world which they occupy. And right. they're somewhat dependent on others understanding mm -hmm. the parts of their world they're able to communicate. Right. And, and so in addition to being a, a fantastic burden, it could be destabilizing. Right. Because you go right. through the world trying to make sure to your last day that mm -hmm. you are speaking about your word. Mm -hmm. And then if it unhinges you, which it has that kind of power, you're in a very delicate space. You have one foot here on the planet and one foot somewhere else mm -hmm. at that stage. So if, if uh, maybe age for Anton got the best of him and destabilized yeah. him. I do not know the answer right. to that. It, it, it was, you know, I did, I did leave a lot of people feeling like what, did we just see <laughs> you know what did we just see um mm -hmm. I, yeah it's always fascinating because it as as practitioners um you are made privy to a lot of information you mm -hmm. are dealing with beings that will come forward who give you all kinds of knowledge some of them you, you know you take that step back and like geez i hope that's not waiting for me you know but you learn how to do it you learn how to do it properly. Like I, again, I have a, I have a, a Luciferian friend who's like really up the ladder and there are ways that you do things. And, you know, people who, who come in thinking that you can easily control, there's certain things that you will never control. And it's a, it's a, it's a big mistake to think that you can go in and control the, you know, the world of magic and, and, and the occult. I mean, it's so deep. Like you said, it's got tentacles that just go up for miles. There's just so yeah much information mm -hmm. and it makes you wonder even like again i can use anton um as an example um but you know you, i think maybe you come to that realization as you come to the end of the road or pretty close to it. it's like what's next and you know from what i understand he was sick in the end as well so it's it's you know is it the, the mindset of like you know i can't fight this i don't have the knowledge i don't you know like, I don't know. I can't even imagine. I just watched this guy and I thought to myself, what happened to you? What happened to you with this? Well, gosh, and we're under so many different pressures uh, uh, yeah. today as mm -hmm. well. That And, and mm -hmm. what you just said is, is so true. Folks can be coming into any branch of magic you want to name. 
mm-hmm. and, and say I'm I'm immediately a, a high priest. I'm immediately magi or something like right. that. Right. You might as well sign your own death warrant. It's right. dangerous. Right. right. I, I, I feel like that with the the paranormal world where people come in and they start doing readings and all of a sudden they're this master psychic. There's like six names in front of them and I'm like, what, what are you thinking? <laughs> what are yeah. you thinking? Yeah. Do you realize well, it, what that energy out going out does to you? Well, I think both of you, uh, you know, took a balance checks and balances approach to your crafts. Mm. I did. And I still do checks and balances. You know, mm-hmm. if I thought I'm going to assume something that I am not today, mm-hmm. and then, then I, hold, I have no balance in place, and then it's likely to unhinge me. I don't have the I substance agree. to back it up. Balance, yeah. boundaries. I mean, there's just something that goes without saying. You just don't talk about it ever, ever. Yeah. No. You know, you, you know some you. crafts, like there's some things I would never talk about. No, and there's things that you don't do unless it's for the greater good, which is something that stays in the back of my mind at all times. Mm-hmm. Am I doing good with this? Am I doing good for others? Am I helping someone with what I'm doing? I'll never do anything to better my life, mm-hmm. but am I helping? It's a karmic thing too. I think that's, that's a big word in this fear, day and age. And I have yeah. fear, which I think is healthy. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. It keeps us honest, keeps us balanced. I have no uh, fear. I don't. Well, and that's yeah. my that's my biggest that's I mean her downfall. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. She doesn't have any. <laughs> she doesn't no, have I any don't. Downfalls. I always say I'm either I'm either fearless or I'm just a meathead about it. Like <laughs> you're you likely know. fearless and you can certainly get to that position. And for for a lot of good reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, some people believe we're, and we've talked about this, this is just a hologram. Ah, let's talk about that, right? The that Matrix. Whole, that whole, yeah, that no, whole go away all reality probably, is, but, Oh, I know, yeah. I know, I know. That's, that's a whole other show, Wes. I'm going to start writing them down because like, <laughs> that's Wes a whole make other show. I see it good. coming. I yeah. see it. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got to be the luckiest person if the, if I'm part of that show. Oh, yeah, oh, no, absolutely. We love you. Yeah, there's there's a whole a whole other a whole other thing with that and a big interest in it. I think people you have you know this big awakening going on. People are, are more aware. I just read something yeah. today that three Nobel 2022 Nobel Prize peace winners, astrophysicists, just literally proved, if this is possible, prove that the universe is not real. I don't Bam. see why what? they couldn't. They're, they're all still behind the Big Bang theories. Those what? astrophysicists are behind a lot. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm real. Yeah. I feel real. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> That's the I thing. think I know what they're going at, the, the whole energy I concept. The articles. Yeah, the articles are up there. They're, they're quite fascinating. Um, so, yeah. okay, so um, getting back to, let's, let's, let's try to get back on track then with Crowley. Where sure. do you want to go with that next? So let's talk a bit about the lemma and some of the uh, messages in there I think would be valuable. He thought Awas, this entity, uh, was his holy guardian angel, HGH. Really? Um, And and it gets further, and this is something I've adopted today, which probably came from him ultimately, the concept of the higher self. Mm -hmm. And then we Mm -hmm. take that one step further, which is my practice, which is that self ahead of the self okay that self slightly ahead in time and place of me who is feeding me information not plain as something typed on a page 
but feeding mm-hmm. my intuition information. So I will act accordingly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is all that came from, I think, his holy guardian angels. Some people still refer to theirs. I just right. refer to my high self or higher self. Mm-hmm. Big piece of the puzzle for me uh, to know that something has perspective. And of mm-hmm. course it does. Many right. things have perspective I lack. Right, right. No, it's true. I think there's a lot of, of pieces or, or, you know, looking at your higher self, but there's also, they'll tell you, maybe you need to learn shadow work of yourself, understand your shadow. Mm-hmm. And if you do, you know, doing shadow work and getting that balance and, and that's what, you you know, a lot of people need to learn to do. I've done that, you know, very minutely just because it never interested me enough. I just find a lot of ways around it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the shortcuts, but, you know, so I, I just, you know, but cause it's really detailed. I have friends who really know it well and um, you know, they'll start talking about it. I'm like, but why don't you just do this? Well, because it defeats the purpose. Yeah. But this is faster. Yeah. <laughs> We're all in a time crunch. What, what we do. So it's a bit different. Yeah. I think it's yeah. just yeah, the work. Yeah. As we're able to develop, if we're intelligent people, we'll go with it as we're right. able to do it. Uh, right. It will be introduced to us, or it was there, and mm-hmm. we'll become aware of it, right? Right, exactly. Um, when did this being come into into his life? Um, because I understand he changed like quite a bit when he started communicating with his entity. Uh, 1904, 1903. Oh, wow, so that, that late on, eh? Wow. How did he communicate um, uh, with it? He probably did. Uh, he was always doing ceremonial magic. Ceremonial, right. Okay. okay. Right, right. So that's how. ceremonial. Mm-hmm. That led him to this, I believe. So Crowley is, he has like several important axioms. And mm-hmm. I've got those jotted down here on another okay. screen. But yeah, basically, do what thou wilt mm-hmm. should be the whole of the law. Right. And so that, again, is us following our destiny and right. creating and following our destiny. Not right. saying to some other entity, do it for me necessarily. Right. Saying I'm responsible. Mm-hmm. So I'll take the hit for the bad news right. and take the credit for the good news. Right. Instead right. of assigning it to something else. Mm-hmm. Right. And then another one is every man and every woman is a star. Mm. Like literally? Um, yeah. it, they're a star in the sense that he felt we all have a divine or spiritual <clears throat> core. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Essence, basically. Yeah, essence. essence. Another word for essence, yeah. Right. And, and that uh, our job is to make ourselves fully divine. Right. And he even talked about move fully towards self-evolution. Right. Okay. And Crowley yeah. thought the great work was to do the will of one's own true will. Mm-hmm. And so if we're all a star here tonight, and we are, um, we're not necessarily going to merge but we're going to bump into our orbits and right. something will be shared when we do that. So you mm-hmm. and I and everybody viewing right now can be their own star and mm-hmm. they have, can have a complimentary atmosphere they might run into. Mm-hmm. And, and then them still being their own personal selves are going to mm-hmm. be in a concert together with a bunch of individuals. Right. Right. Sure. Every man and every woman is a star. I like that. And he was, called the evil the most evil man in the world um, yes by others that's right 
Yeah, that's right. by others, but he quite liked it. His mother called him the great beast when he was a teenager. Oh. And yeah, early on. And yeah. so Crowley. But that's just a mother. Yeah. That's just a mother, you know, she's just endearment. <laughs> not a term of endearment, but saying like you little beast. I think it's just a time a word of the times. Like he was naughty, he was whatever. And that's well, why he, he went on to become uh, involved in so much debauchery, uh, as we might call it. I don't necessarily call it that, but mm -hmm. so many drugs, so many sex acts, so many ceremonial magic, so many forbidden topics. That, well, that sex was magic common. was huge in that time too, though, wasn't yes. it? Yeah, that's yeah, shocking. Oh my gosh! Really? Really? Oh, no, that way back. It was it was it a, a kind of religious, not necessarily evil or good, but in the sense thing. of the word. Yeah. Wow. But, so here's the bad rap that black magic gets. If it's right. not legit, not genuine, if people aren't pure of heart, if people aren't involved in harming anyone else or animals, you don't mm -hmm. hear about those black magicians. Right. That's true. You hear about the ones that do all this hay and this stuff, which I can mm -hmm. tell you personally, black magicians do not do. Right. Right. But certainly he was involved in some really weird stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, the 60s counterculture, which we've talked about, um, Wiccans would say he was, and I have a quote from, uh, from somebody that helped develop Wicca as it exists today that right. credited him with some of it. Right. And so when he, after he died, all this came to be. Um, so another mm -hmm. one of Crowley's big ones was he practiced ceremonial magic. Mm -hmm. So that he called ritual magic, right. high magic, learned magic. Mm -hmm. And if mm -hmm. I was to say, what kind of magic do I do? I'd say, yeah, it's black magic, but it's definitely some of it's ceremonial. If you want to put another label on it, what we call operative magic that's mm -hmm. done toward a purpose mm -hmm. ceremonial magic might be um, paying homage to a god or a goddess mm -hmm. or a date operative magic is i want to get something done right that right. makes sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so he developed ceremonial magic which we still do today he helped get stage magic out of his head and talk about ceremonial <laughs> magic and talk about creating a sacred esoteric culture and that's huge now. Mm -hmm. That's why I say he would have just, this would have been, I think, his time. Because esoteric stuff, I mean, again, that's something that um, was very, it almost had to be like a, a secret society, uh, I guess, back in the day, you know, to get into that. Because this is really deep stuff. It's not stuff that you just openly spoke about. It's not. No, you didn't just openly speak about those things. And now, mm -hmm. now we can uh, with relative impunity. And why not? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, why not? We live in what some black magicians call the world of horrors. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. No, exactly. And others would say, you know, besides this just being holographic, um, mm -hmm. we're dreamers. Right. Right. Yes. So why do needles hurt? Um, oh gosh, you're asking the wrong guy. I have needle phobia. <laughs> I don't oh, have yeah. a needle phobia. Actually, my mother-in-law on Monday called me a vampire because <clears throat> I said I love nothing more than to see the blood drain out of the needle when they're taking my blood. I just like get right into it. I said it's gotta okay, be something so, to do with some life I have, but I, I actually am. enjoy that. So I'm a number one uh, wimp. I had to I ended up in emerge um about a month ago, first time mm -hmm. since I was a kid. 
Um, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Boy, did I get needles. Boy, did I get some needles. And they put an IV in me. And when I told the, the nurse just before she put the IV in me, I said, I, I really have a problem with needles. It's like, bang. Oh, that's it right there. They're right? trained for that. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. I know. Sometimes it's better to show up at sick kids. But mind you, with the waiting period right now, it's probably a bad <laughs> idea. Because <laughs> they're a little more gentle. Just say baby yeah, my needles. My arm was scarred for baby needles. needles. You ask for an IV needle when um, there's something for you. Just ask for an IV needle because I have small veins and that's what they have to use with me. Oh, it's a smaller okay. needle. Well, I, I got this thing and then they put me on, um, what is it? Not water. It's something uh, to hydrate me. Um, I, I didn't feel dehydrated. And, and then they uh, put me through a, um, I also had to get a CAT scan first in my life. Mm. Oh. And, and of course, this thing's hanging on your arm and the, uh, the operator says, oh, I'm going to put some dye in you. You're going to feel weird. Great. Thanks. <laughs> well, I'm already weird, like, man. Oh, you can't make me what weirder. Would, what would Alistair <laughs> say yeah. about these x-rays? <laughs> Mm. <laughs> what would Alistair Crowley think of x-rays and Gosh, all of this? What, I don't know what we say about any of this stuff. I mean, this machine I was in is, is like 25 million. I'm no kidding. Right. Mm -hmm. Really expensive yeah. machines. And right. just before I got in, I, I went over to reach for my arm and I knocked the darn thing out of my arm. <laughs> that right. was like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Lovely. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. Sorry. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, yes, my needle experiences. Yeah. So I want to bring us back and ask you if you can see this. We can. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the tarot cards from the Book of Thoth, and it's called the Tower. Hmm. Wow. That's and very if unusual. you look towards the top, besides the eye of Horus, or it could be another eye if you want to call it that, uh, mm -hmm. there are little geometric things falling. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are people that have lost their shape. Oh. They've lost their reason for being. Wow. Um, Crowley had this card drawn to indicate the end of an eon, of a magical eon, and the beginning of his. Mm -hmm. so that's the way he the, envisioned it. Yes, the age of Horus, another eon. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I love it. Because <laughs> people don't know I do a show. <laughs> so I, I, I want to talk about the tower because it's, it's, it's just right with symbolism. And the tower basically means um, the end of an era for you. Oh, okay. If we look at it today, it means the destruction at your hands, probably. Uh, what you What worked for you before? Mm-hmm whether it's a magical system, your philosophy, your value system, you are the tower and mm -hmm, the tower okay. self-destructing. And it's going to lead to a new paradigm for you. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, so the, cool. the tower is such a great card because it signifies change. Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. does. Yeah. I just love the imagery. Oh, the imagery of these cards is, is pretty fabulous. Um, mm -hmm. People often think that the hangman means something. The fool has got to mean this. The fool is is us. In most tarot decks, it's us. Right. right. We're the babe in the abyss. Right. Know. We're right. the fool. Um, death just means uh, something new, re yeah, rebirth, right. generally speaking. Just like dreams. Just yeah. like dreams. Right. And depending all the on where the card falls. Depending on where it falls. Depending yeah, on where the death card falls. falls. upside down, okay. it has the opposite meaning. 
Right. I don't right. read but, tarot, so I'm finding this very, very interesting. I've only well, the used them a couple of times, the, but it was too damn accurate, and I got scared. It was a long oh, time ago. This is my grandmother reading tea leaves, uh, yeah. who told me to stay away from the occult. No, oh, no, no, it just the accuracy of the reading Oops. scared me. I'll tell you about that on another time. I do I do use oracle cards for people who really want them. I don't do readings, but when I my family or friends ask me and they want them, I I don't mind doing that. Tarot, I just I'm fascinated by all of it. They have the most beautiful cards. Uh, most tarot. amazing images. This one's called the Tower. It's Atu or it's major card number 16. Mm -hmm. The number means something in numerology. You're just going to reduce the number. You're going to add up the three numbers, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so the 16 is going to be a seven. Um, so we sort of go from there. So it's built up on number, power, what's looking in on you. The fact that in this card, you've lost your figure. You've lost your shape. You've lost your humanity as you know it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to go through a major change. So again, I don't really do readings. I spent months and months going through this deck and every page of the book trying to understand the multi-layers of symbolism. symbolism and just appreciate is a beautiful them. thing. Yeah. <clears throat> mm -hmm. I think, you know, symbolism is fascinating. But um, and, and to think that, you know, these things are designed by someone. And I look at something like this, it's very abstract. So it just makes me wonder, like, abstract in his thinking to, to bring right. this to life, you know. So you have all this abstract symbolism that makes you wonder again, like what was going on in here yes. at the time to bring this forward like that. Did it have anything to do with ET? Because I was watching um, this clip today of this anthropologist who studies symbolism in ancient civilizations and went to over 60 different countries or 600 countries, mm -hmm. maybe it was more, and said that when she compared the symbols that 32 of them were identical in hmm. all of these countries. And there's no possible way. It could be. Back hmm. there. Yeah. So, like, it makes you wonder about how much influence. Did you notice that in your research? Did you come across any of that? Um, common symbolism across different magical systems, for sure. Yeah. Across these cards, for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like this. I know it's a tiny image. Sorry. But this That's is okay. the magician. I can see it. Yeah. We can Doing see it. as above, so below. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite sayings. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so Crowley was channeling in a way. I don't mean he was going unconscious when he was doing this. You right. don't have to be unconscious to channel. No. Uh, but that's what he was probably doing when he received these and, and communicated them to Lady Frida, and she was able to execute them, to draw them. Right. And so this is the book of thought is, you know, what came about as a result of this. And I don't know how many other tarot decks were influenced by it, mm -hmm. but um, I just study the symbolism and there's so many layouts and Crowley recommends layouts. They're in the book, mm -hmm. you know, layouts that look like a six pointed star layouts that have four cards there and four cards there and mm -hmm. all sorts of mm -hmm. different layouts. So one card precedes another, one card follows another, mm -hmm. one card is influenced by the past. The next one's going to influence the future, that kind of thing. Right, right. He definitely was ahead of his time, with, without a doubt. And, I mean, I just look at the abstract, and I'm just thinking, yeah, that's like total Picasso stuff. But, I mean, you know, just to, to think, like, again, it just it comes out of your head, and he has to relay that to somebody else 
to be able to put that down and and perfect it. That's not easy to do in, in that sort of a format. And it gets a lot harder, Michelle, if you think that he had to have at times groups of peers that agreed with him. <laughs> mm, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. And so in, in most modern magical systems, we work with groups of peers that have gone there before mm -hmm. and can recognize when we're undergoing a change. Right. And if right. they have the audacity or honesty to admit to it, mm -hmm. then suddenly somebody is a different degree or has a different title. So mm -hmm. Crowley's peers, some of them argued like hell with them and said, you stole my work. No, you stole my work. And, you know, these big battles right. going on. But others said, yeah, we, we agree with you. You've done something special. So right. we're going to take this as a new religion. And, right. you know, you're going to be installed. And then you can install and train others in this mm -hmm. new religion. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of this came in after his, I guess, connection with this entity. I a think he, he really, like, elevated after that, didn't he? Oh, absolutely. He founded a school, the Abbey we're talking about of the mm. Lima uh, in mm. Sicily, um, right. the one in Volsking and so oh, forth. Yeah. 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 Traveled around the world and uh, occasionally took in people and they all do this stuff together, mm -hmm. <laughs> this debauchery and magic together. Right. And actually became a pauper. He became mm. so broke. Later. Right so broke that he had to rely on donations to the AA. Which is weird because he came from a lot of money. He came from a ton of money. He got yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. And he squandered it or spent it all. And yes. he was just a pauper. He kind of reminds me of Lovecraft, who was never recognized. In right. <laughs> no, it's yeah. true. It's true. It's true. We're going to take a quick pause and do a station and network ID. Here we go. We are. You are listening to The Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano coming to you live on 105.3 FM radio from the gorgeous city of New Orleans. Tonight, our guest is Wes Roberts, and we are discussing everything Alistair Wells. Perfect for October, don't you think? A shout out and a thank you to the amazing people at Folgers Coffee for fully sponsoring our show from day one. Thank you for your support and your continuing sponsorship. A huge thank you for our intro and outro to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, as well as a very happy birthday from all of us here at the Outer Realm. Justin Snicker, award-winning composer and musician. You can find his music on Amazon and Bandcamp and follow him on Facebook and Instagram. There you can not only follow him, but you can listen to his clips. He's dropped a new album for Halloween, and it's just perfect. Stream or listen to our archives in the platform you normally use. Please remember to subscribe and like us too. We have yeah. a huge audience, but it doesn't reflect on social media. So let's get that moving. Exactly. Yeah. Like us, subscribe to us. Dang it. Yeah. It doesn't uh, cost anything. It's yeah. If you like what you hear, do it. Do it. Yes. Show some support. Okay. So we are back with Wes Roberts and everything Alistair Crowley. So Did I say Wells? You sure did. Oh, for the love of God, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Alistair Crowley. Why did I say Wells? He's an actor, isn't he? I don't Wells even know. Thinking. Yeah, it's like what? I am like seriously. Somebody should have cut me off right there, According Alistair Crowley. Tamara, I realized after we said it. Sir. I'm here. That's all that matters. <laughs> You're right, you know Tamara. what? I do it I, all the time. I, I always follow. change the last name 
to Wells, but Wells, I believe, wasn't that the actor that played um, that played Scrooge? Uh, you're, are you thinking of Orson? <laughs> no, before no, him. Orson. I absolutely. No, no, before him. Long before him. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> I am so sorry, but that, yes, that, that's okay for me. We've said Crowley like seventy-five <laughs> times already. Yeah, I you know, know, but so it matters okay. in the <laughs> it's on the screen. It We're okay, <laughs> and it's on the screen, but I can't see the screen because I put on my oh. my uh, my screen for reading. But yeah, okay. my apologies, Alistair Crowley for the love Alistair of God. Crowley, Edward Crowley. Yes. Not so much so, for the love of God. <laughs> not him, but you know, no. not him. Not to Mr. I have Crowley. to find out who the heck Wells is. That <laughs> is driving me crazy. Okay, we are back. Now, you sent a recording. Do you want me to play this recording? And do you want to talk about the recording? Uh, yeah, I was going to, and I don't have it loaded. Um, I have it. Hopefully people can understand it. No, I mean, I don't have the text up in front oh, of me. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Uh, but it's, it's a clip of Crowley reciting the first... Uh, the first of 40 uh, Enochian calls. Okay. Enochian mm. keys. And, and actually it leads into something that's up on my screen. So I hope people can hear it. Oh, oh they can. It's going to come right through the whole okay. soundboard. So here we go. I reign above ye, says the gods of justice, who far exalted above the firmament of the Lord, in whose hands the sun is as a sword and the moon as a full thrust and fire, who measures your garments in the midst of my vestures, who cuts you together in the palms of my hands, whose feet I garnish with the fire of gathering and beautified your garments with admiration, to whom I made a law to govern the Holy One and deliver to your rod with the ark of knowledge. Moreover, you lifted up your voices and Swear obedience and faith to him that liveth and triumpheth, whose beginning is not, nor end cannot be. It shineth as a flame in the midst of your palaces, and reigneth amongst you as the balance of righteousness. Move therefore and show yourselves, open the mysteries of your creation. Be friendly unto me, for I am the servant of the same your God, who worshipper of the highest. Thank you for playing that. It's one of the 40 uh, calls or keys, the first one. Right. Uh, right. And people can make of it what they will and, and interpret it. But that was basically saying, I'm making a bold statement that I'm trying to contact you. And I am the same as you. Right. I who am the highest of life. Right. Right. It's pretty... Um... You know, I listen to him and I, I, it draws me in. Like he's very, I guess, animated when he speaks. Like he's just very, it's just the tones. It's everything. And I'm listening to it. I'm just like, yeah, I could, I would have been a follower. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, somebody gave me a tape of, uh, of uh, 30 minutes or so of him years ago. And right. I had to go berserk getting this thing converted to a digital file. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you can't find it. I mean, everything is online now. It would probably be... Uh, probably. I just thought, I know I have this on a cassette. Right, right. So, so I'm going to find it. But the interesting thing eh, is, what he's talking you, about, and I've got some notes uh, to take this further if you want. He, um, yeah, Of course, yeah. He, he worked with um, 
the ethers, part of Enochian magic. Okay. Enochian magic system that he created or co-created or co-opted. He worked with 30 ethers and wow. he created a book um, called The Vision and the Voice. And right. I couldn't find my copy of it. I would have held it up here, but any one of us can can adopt this book and work with the parts or the ethers mm -hmm. uh, and there's one in particular the 19th part um, mm -hmm. probably you two and a lot of your viewers and it certainly happened to me you are going to probably see some of the same things that all magicians see when they invoke it mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. the most fantastic thing i thought oh yeah right because i'm you know i'm different and they're different and they have a different lens they look at the world with. Right. But I read descriptions of what Crowley saw, his mm -hmm. visions. Right. And I did this and you're supposed to do the 30 parts over one month, one every night, hmm. one month. And I know a handful of people that have done this, including myself. Mm -hmm. And you get to this particular one and I had visions of geometric shapes. Wow. And just about cool. everyone does. Right. Holy cow. So, so this, you, this is called The Vision and the Voice, if anybody's interested in that book, The Vision and the Voice. The Vision and the Voice. Mm -hmm. Again, I have to ask, pre or post entity connection? This is post entity uh, by how much? By about five years. See, it's that, it's that evolutionary thing again. Like it just seems to, I think he tapped into something. He ended up with this being and... I think you said it right, downloads. Yeah, I think it was a download. I think that he received it and couldn't unpack it, to use the term, immediately. Mm -hmm. uh, he wrote it all down at the time, but that, that reminds me of writing my experience of the 1980s down at the time right? and taking a lifetime to unpack it. Right. Well, because if you think about it and being an experiencer yourself, um, you know, because that was your first show with us, um, I think they gravitate towards people who are in positions to get that information outward to, you know, to the masses. And I always said he, you know, he, there were some things that he was just onto something. I, I think he was. And it's, it, it's, you said his voice resonated with you. It, it does. Yeah, it does. It, it does the it same. Does. It's, it's canter. Yeah, it doesn't, it it's, doesn't with me. No way. What does it do to you? Like I, he sounds, he sounds like the Wizard of Oz to me. It's like an old thirties movie, doesn't it? In a his way, voice yeah. reminds wow. me of the Wizard of Oz when he's behind the curtain. I've you seen know, that film enough freaking times because my daughter, twenty five years, mm. I think we've gone through. I don't know how many DVDs, but I, it that voice and when he talks to Dorothy, he's got the same vernacular, the same tone. But see, that's that what time. I was trying to say. You know yeah. what it sounds like for me? And I am no mean. Please don't shoot the messenger. I don't mean any disrespect. And I don't, I'm not looking to compare. You know, right now we're talking apples to oranges. Martin Luther King, I had a dream. Oh, interesting. Mm. No, the, tone. the tone. But the tone. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and Martin Luther King sat and did that speech and he You're knew. get a lot of email. <laughs> with his voice and. Yeah. And I, that's what that sounded to me a little bit like. Rah, 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 rah. I it, felt the absolutely tone, the, the nothing. Dressing, the drawing mm -hmm. in. And that's not, again, we're comparing apples to oranges. So there's no disrespect intended there. I had a great deal of respect 
from Martin Luther King. I'm just talking about the tone and the ability to draw in the subjects. Well, he'd need to be able to do that for what he was trying to accomplish. But I absolutely yeah, yeah. felt nothing. It was just yeah. mumbled to me. It was right. like nothing. I couldn't yeah. understand him. I couldn't, nothing. I don't know. I, I wonder, Amelia, if you had have heard it in Enochian, because that's the first part. This is the English translation. It's still him, but he said it in Enochian first. Yeah, no, I've never. Angelic I never, language. Yeah, I've never heard. He doesn't, his tone, <clears throat> it does nothing for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. Mm. yeah well, I, I've, been, I've been on the receiving end of hearing Enochian, uh, uh, our version of Enochian, which nobody knows how to pronounce it really. But anyway, um, uh, <laughs> a woman who was pronouncing it, um, in a magical situation, made the hair stand on the back of my neck. Very right. good. Carrie, right. oratory, oratory yeah, style is the I'm word saying. that we were looking for. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. that's a good one. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, or reader. <laughs> His voice reminds you of Holzer Fett. He doesn't, he doesn't draw me in at all. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I would have to listen to him again, and I would have to do more research for... Mm -hmm. You know, you might get more from reading uh, the text of it than from listening to it. It's interesting. We all respond in a different way. Mm -hmm. We all have I'm different talents a, that way. I usually learn by, like, visual and orally better than I do uh -huh. reading. I don't retain as much, but I don't know. It was just weird. It was like something in me was like, nope, turn it off. You're, right. you're not listening. Yeah, okay. it was one of those things. Well, the cards may work for you. They may speak to you. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you're ever interested in getting the deck, that might speak to you, but I, I, I don't know. Interesting how we all differently respond to it. Mm -hmm. I like yeah. the Nokian, and, and once I, I saw the English, it's like, oh, okay. So that doesn't sound the same, right? It doesn't have the same effect when you listen to it in no, English as you do when it's an Okian. It's like Latin, same thing. It's jolting. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. The Nokian's really jolting when you listen to it. Mm hmm. It's just like listening to, you know, ancient Aramaic or Latin, but you know, when they're, they're, I mean, Latin, I mean, not fun to learn, but not, not Latin's easier to understand. Yeah. You can pick up words from Latin speaking any just, of the languages. Like ancient tongue. There's just something about that. Just the Aramaic is different for me. Aramaic draws me in fiercely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Apparently I was speaking it in my sleep one night. <laughs> Yeah, it draws me in. Like I could sit through sure listening was. to that. And yeah. yeah, I'm just like, what does it sound like? <laughs> I don't have any idea. But yeah, yeah, that that be me. I rarely talk in my sleep, but it happens once in a while. Once and in a while, I'm totally unaware of it. Yeah, apparently it's Aramaic for me. <laughs> wow, I know. That's very cool. Sure, <laughs> I wish I knew what it was. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, um, so. As of course we're we're slowly nearing the, the top right top. I know already. So where do we want to go next that we can we can come in and slowly close off with? Um, so I I guess um, we can talk a little bit about um, how he died, and we can certainly yeah. talk about sure. uh, some other big dates, and, and that won't take long. And you can okay. just cut me off. When yeah, you let's do it. No worries. Oh, um, yeah, early nineteen twenties. Uh, around 1923, he was kicked out of Italy. Mm -hmm. um, so he visited Tunisia, mm -hmm. Paris, London. Okay. He had a new partner who he met or went to Berlin with, Ben mm -hmm. London. 
Right. Uh, 1930s, mid 1930s, he was bankrupt. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then he hooked up with, <clears throat> as you know, in 1944 or so, the lady Frida Harris to do the thought deck. Before that, he met and was influenced by Dennis Wheatley. Hmm. So okay. a, a writer of occult and thriller novels and right. things like that. Mm -hmm. And then he had all of these, um, all these societal influences, which I've mentioned, various famous magicians that he took parts from, mm -hmm. various ascensions he made in various orders he was involved in. Mm -hmm. And then just uh, it just all deteriorated. So he died mm -hmm. in uh, just on December 1, 1947. Mm -hmm. He had bronchitis. He had worse than bronchitis. And the funeral uh, was called uh, by the press of the day, Black Mass. <clears throat> wow, really? Wow. Hmm. So I That's... don't know if that helps sort of sum things up. There's all sorts of bits and bites of more information in there, if you like. And we were going to yeah. go to downloads, but it doesn't look like tonight. <laughs> Not yeah. fully. Well, yeah, I mean, we've got probably, you know, 15 minutes. So if you want to touch on it a bit, you most certainly can. We do. Oh, surely. Yeah. yeah, let's, yeah let's, um, I say let's question. do it. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. one's coming up after yes, we're good. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so we might agree. I think it's possible that Crowley's info came via a download. Mm -hmm. I think many I magicians agree. have downloads. Right. I thought for the longest time personally it was it was a thing only for abductees and experiencers. Right. I know it sounds ignorant, right? And, <laughs> and it is ignorance. <laughs> I, I and I'm a lifelong magician. Right. And I didn't put those two things together. Right. I thought downloads happen to experiencers and right. uh, alien life forms or ultra terrestrials, whatever they are, right. are speaking to me. And then I sketch out some notes mm. and then it begins to bubble up to my consciousness. Right. And so I, I've asked myself a question on some of my notes saying, are we like you and me and your viewers, are we, are we three, are, are we doing magic? If we're doing it, where does the source come from? That's a big what question. What are the sources? Yeah. That. And I think I'm informed by other me's, I've said this before, I believe, other versions of me in the, mm -hmm. in the omniverse, in space and time. Right. They give me something I lack. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at dimensionally speaking, for example, you have bits and pieces of yourself and all these dimensions that come together and form the ultimate you, the ultimate us. The but, ultimate you know. us. And you know how we sometimes refer to it as that's my former life. Right. Or, Those are my former lives, if you want right. to put it that way. Yeah. And they're not always from the former lives. They're often from now, current moment. Mm-hmm. And so how, how stable do we feel? Are we secure enough to open ourselves up mm -hmm. to these other sources and say, yeah, I want you to keep sending me information. I'll process it as I'm able to process it. Mm -hmm. But you're exchanging, actually, because that other Michelle or Amelia somewhere out there in space and time is getting something from you they lack. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a good perspective. And so consider it a download if you, for, at first, do not fully understand it, but it sort of mm -hmm. puts you across the side of the head thinking, right. what is it about the numbers one to four or one to five? Like mm -hmm. this happened to me recently. What is it about those numbers? Right. And I just went berserk um, night after night trying to fill in the blanks. What tarot mm -hmm. card belongs to this number? 
what's the significance of this number? Mm -hmm. How does this number fit in terms of my movement? And then I attached a scenario to it, right. which was walking down a street. And as I walked down the street in the sunlight before I reached the end, I would go through the numbers one to five, which were stages. Right. Right. And I woke up one night and had, and wrote 10 pages of notes. That's when I processed the download. Right. But that was months and months after I got it. Oh my gosh. Why so long after? It, it's probably me. It's probably my limitations. It's probably my bandwidth, uh, okay. my capability. Um, but yeah, I just woke up one night and I was up for two hours and every 10 minutes I sat up in bed and wrote another page of notes on this. So it's just like a human thing. It couldn't process as fast as it came in. It's kind of like this, our computer, really. Yeah, this end of the funnel is very narrow. Yes, right. The one that Understood. leads to consciousness, yeah. right? Makes and sense. the other one's like this. Yeah, which is also like the holy array. grail, but anyways. <laughs> Well, yeah, okay, that's that's a good one because oh boy, we can go off on that one. We're in right? the We're in the substance of We the need brain. a whole Da Vinci Code show. I love that. I love yeah, that. It'll be fun. So, so we have this array uh, taking in information from all dimensions of space-time, including the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. And it just goes through this puny little funnel as it reaches our consciousness. And often we put our bias and training and indoctrination in the way of it. Mm-hmm. We get in the way of the info. That makes and so, so we, much we have sense. to let it flow. Yeah. Our ego gets in the way a lot. It does. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Well, they say like the human brain can't even comprehend or process things that come in from certain, you know, like I always say, for example, when you're, let's just talk ET for a moment, right? After I cough, sorry. <laughs> We're both <laughs> coughing today. It's I know. Um, <laughs> All of this information is just—it just comes flooding in. Like, why can't you just let me remember it? Mm -hmm. Because we just can't comprehend it all. It's too much. So you just get little bits and pieces as you need them. I often will sit there and find myself researching, and all of a sudden, I'm off on something entirely different that I didn't go looking for. Uh, there and there's a whole. Because I research for shows all the time, right? It's a yes. whole thing that goes with that michelle that i think of when you talk about the downloads and everything i always think you hear scientists say constantly that we don't use our entire brain sure. well who stops us from that why aren't we using it who's who's stopping us how did that happen why are we not it doesn't that's a whole matrix show that's a whole matrix okay so that fits with the yeah. matrix i'm learning about that okay yeah, I, I do i think so i think we have the capability but it's just if the information is just so vast and it comes in so fast i do we're not computers we're not ai we just can't we can't process Where it all we? now we're really into the matrix stuff <laughs> Yeah, we do I'm in rest. I lighten yeah, right? crap up when I'm nervous. I'm just saying you'll get to know that about me. <laughs> I make a yeah, joke when I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. That's interesting though. Um, yeah, the download. So it takes you all this time. How do you know when you're sitting up and writing things down that this is a download at, at the time? Or do you not? You just write it down and see where it goes. Um, mm. Sometimes you do not. You just say right. that. It's not always missing time. But right. sometimes it's kind of like that. It's like I was so hyper-focused mm -hmm. on something. I mean, this happened to me most recently a few days ago, and I'm thinking of the importance of the number three. 
My... I work with trees a lot. Well, Tesla a lot of magicians so work with trees. And yeah. nuns, I was born right? in the third month. Right. Mm -hmm. That's and right. So I'm thinking of trees, <laughs> and I'm thinking my head's really messed up because I've been going through some physical stuff. Mm. And what if, what if either of you said, um, Wes, can you help me? Can you send healing my way? And I thought, how would I get it to you? Right. If this clouded head is in the way. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, well, go back to number threes. Right. Don't do it here. The right. mind is non-local anyway. Right. That's no. true. Consciousness is non-local. So go That's to true. that place, top of the pyramid, do the work there, and it will come down to Amelia or Michelle. But right. it will not come directly from here. Right. See, it's, it, I mean, I understand the concept, but I mean, I guess to somebody like a, like a layman who's never heard about this, we're just going to go, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's an easy, they're easy steps, but there's mm -hmm. still, there's still steps nonetheless. And I think that's where people really struggle as well with just trying to like, it's like the shortcuts. It, I'm like, ah, shit, shortcut. just project it out there. Give me a picture. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yes, here it comes right at you. Don't give all our secrets away. Yeah. Well, most you know mediums are like that, right? So you walk into another room to do it if you want to have a physical manifestation of it, or you make a right. sacred space physically. But that's what mm -hmm. we have to do also spiritually. So I, I, that, I, I can't read those comments, by the way. Oh, no, no, I'll no, I'll read it for you. I that what you said about make a sacred space, I think that's yes. what everybody's missing when they try to do this mm. is that whole preparation. Right. Um, Carrie, and thank you for that, Carrie, because we were looking and struggling for that. Word. It's been um, a hard day, Carrie. It's been <laughs> a tough. It's been a tough week. Yeah. Um, open, mm. open too much too quickly, you'd be overwhelmed like a villain at the end of Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skulls. Yeah. It oh, said yeah. that's why we have guardian gatekeepers, angels, ETs to keep us from what we're not ready for. Very 100%. well said. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I like that. Want a job, Carrie? So <laughs> Gary, we're looking for um, yeah. someone to. We're looking for a director <laughs> and maybe a new producer because Joe's like MIA half the time. We need somebody but, in chat just to think for us. <laughs> so yeah, nice. yeah. Tamara, you're slacking. It's true. I'm you kidding. See. I'm kidding. I love you, Tamara. <laughs> but I do. I think that's it's a really good statement that there are a lot of these beings out there who are constantly feeding us information, yep. and we're just failing to recognize it maybe you know it's like when you say write down your dreams maybe it's not a dream maybe that is a vision maybe it's a message oh you know i don't know well that's a great way actually to you just remind me of something i missed and it's a good one crowley was a leading edge person in terms of having magical diaries and journals really and he wrote a book around it yes he did wow yeah. okay there he wrote a book about that. So he, he was preachy about that and the value of right. a magical journal or a magical diary. Right. So a lot of my friends journaling. do that. I'm yeah. not very good at it, but right. uh, a lot of my friends do it. Dream mm -hmm. journals I'm a lot better at. Right. Dream right. journals is a big deal for me. I mm -hmm. believe there's a message even a year later. Mm -hmm. There's a message in it. You get bits and pieces over. Mm -hmm. I did it with my sister-in-law when my brother mm -hmm. passed away. I said, she goes, I don't even know if he's coming in my dreams. I get these bits and pieces. I said, just write it out. Keep the book by your nightstand. Don't get yes. up. Get mm -hmm. Take the book to you and write before you forget. Mm -hmm. And at the end, before the year first anniversary, there was a message. There was a story. 
Uh, that's wonderful. So it's it's yeah. precious, and I think people undervalue it mm -hmm. because it's wrong. so little. No, you're not wrong. Yeah, I, I believe that uh, dreams are exactly that. Those messages and everything. Maybe it's just we're just traveling and having experiences. Maybe we're processing. Back. Yeah, I think that we are right now. Yeah. Right, you know, and it's going to come back to us. Another show, so. OBEs, OBEs, <laughs> matrix. Back to the matrix thing. So we'll have to do the matrix and out of body experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not but to we, mention lucid dreaming. Just saying. Oh, I could. That's I something used to be both of us can that. do. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I'm not good at it. Oh, no? I'm a little too good at it. Mm. Wow. I'm a little too good at it. I like to stop. I stop myself before I even put my head down. I'm like, you're not dreaming about this, this or that. We're going to bed. You're not putting that in my head. Pardon? You have to share something down the road. I'd love to hear it personally. Sure. No problem. Yeah. No problem. Lucid dreaming, I think, I don't do it anymore. I used to do it all the time. I could fast forward my dreams, pick up wherever I left off. I could, if I didn't want to think the dream about it, I just said, like Amelia says, don't talk, think about it. But if I wanted, like the flip side, if I wanted to dream about something specific and go back to a certain place, I could do all that. Yeah. That's I'll fantastic. Go, I'll go to bed and I'll say, I need to talk to you, Mike, and I need it to be clear. And that's my yeah. brother. Yeah. And I and get that in the dream. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always show you. had it, though. I didn't beings. know what it was. I just I always had it. And I have tons of recurring dreams because of it. And I call them unfinished stories. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because they continue. They don't, they don't, it's not the same right. story. It's the same story with an added bit. Mm -hmm. And then the next time, the same story with another added bit. You keep you know, adding so, to it, yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating stuff. Well, I'm it is, it's fun. Heart. One of my sisters passed a year ago, the last one. And oh, I uh, remember that, I'm sorry, yeah. No, it's okay. And and I um, I know that she reaches me, but then I found myself after a while automatically thinking like she might think. Mm. And that really a little rewiring going on, I think, literally. Right, right. Oh, you never know. You never know. We're in a total crazy world right now. And again, oh another show. But it, it can be, you know, manifesting your own reality and things Maybe of that nature. Title. I know, I know. Isn't it great? <laughs> well, we're doing our own wills. You need we your own show, Wes. No, no thanks. <laughs> I can help. No, you I do. Love to come back to this one. Oh I yeah, absolutely. You're always welcome on this yeah. one. Oh, thank you. But we are at the top of the hour for this one, yes. so unfortunately, we we do have to sign off. And and thank you so much. So before you go, tell everybody how they can find you, what you have coming up. Okay, thank you. Um, website westgroberts.com. Right and I've updated it recently to have shows I've done and upcoming shows like tonight's. Excellent. Uh, so nice. go there and you'll find out about my two books or you'll find out about shows. Or if you really insist, you can get in touch with me. No, I, I want that. <laughs> yeah, right on. <laughs> I love it. I love you, Wes. <laughs> I love you guys, too. This is always so much it's One such high friends. energy for me. Thank you. We Thank have you. we have we have great energy together. I I have to agree. It's very beautiful. I think because we're all honest, yes, and for and for the greater good in that sense, and that's probably why it just fits. Paying it forward. That. Yes, always, that's exactly always. What it's all about. So thank you, and I will be in touch. Thank, thank you. you. Both of you yeah. for a great stay, night. Stay hi to Anne <laughs> and tell her thank you for letting us have you. 
That's right. Oh, I will. <laughs> you two have right. a good night. What's left? You too. Good night. Well. Thank safe. you. Bye. 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 Well, everyone, we've come to the end of another fantastic segment here in the outer realm. He is always so much fun to have on, uh, you know, three times and possibly Absolutely. counting. So big thank you to Wes Roberts for um, joining us this evening. Big thank you to Forger's Coffee. Big thank you to Dr. Snick, Justin Snicker. Please, whatever platform you were listening to this evening, like us join us subscribe to us whatever the case may be if you like what you see please do uh, show us some support if you want to get a hold of us here's the big one the outer realm contact at gmail.com again the outer realm contact at gmail.com i think it's pretty much the only way you'll get an answer um, to any inquiries it's just easier tomorrow night we welcome back uh, scott mcclellan of diablo manor and he'll be picking up where he left off from the last show and he's going to be discussing some of his paranormal experiences because you know it's spooky month so of course we want to talk about that um <laughs> so do tune in and thank you for joining us chat room was just amazing this evening so thank you all and we will see you tomorrow night good night <laughs>